This morning we're going to get into a, a series. I feel this is just the beginning. I feel we need, to be, we need to really build our dads up. I think that the enemy has been doing a job to make them feel and look and seem like their lives are insignificant. But I want you to know how important your life is. And I want you to know how important your father's life is. And please look at it. If you want to know where, what matters to God, look where the enemy is working. He's looking to erase fathers. He's looking to discredit them. He's frustrating them. He's bringing temptations. He wants them to quit on life. Why? There's something significant about a man in our midst of, not just, not just a man that can make babies. Somebody who is a father, a real father. And he, he hates that. And he'll show you how important it is in scripture for, for every one of us. And so I'm going to get into a series, and I want to change the title. I sent them a message this morning. We're going to be adding all of this into the frame and dealing with Noah. But I want to take the next four weeks, by the grace of God, to build inside of you, number one, uh, to appreciate your father, to really appreciate the man. There's some men that don't know who they really are, and we need to help you understand who you are and your significance and your importance to this generation and to your family and everybody else around you. And then for the little girl that's growing up, that wants to get married and wants to see a man, a real man, and you want to know what it looks like, I want to teach you about this. So when you see him, you can say, that's a God-fearing man. And I want to deal with that. So the title of my series is called Play the Man. Play the Man. And I want you to know today that the enemy is playing men. The world is playing men. But when you look at God, and please don't you ever believe the lie that there's something like an independent thought or somebody that is sovereign. Only God is sovereign. Everybody else needs an overlord. That means your thoughts, your ideas, your image, your example is coming from somewhere and not all of it is God not all of it is God so for a young girl like a Kanye that needs to look and, and look for this man I'm going to show you the simplicity of it and the depth of where we can go we can preach and of course for life we can but I want to just bring trust in God in the next four weeks just to bring an understanding so that you, you see a man you can say this is what a God-fearing man looks like. And if you see the deficit in your husband or in your father, you'll know how to pray. And everybody said, Amen. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 10. Ezekiel is a prophet and he sees, Revelation's got the same, sees into the spiritual realm and sees this God. And when he looks into the face of God, he says, as for the likeness of their faces, he sees faces. He says, each had the face of a man, and of the four had the face of, and each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side, and four on the face of an ox on the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. So those four faces. We've been preaching about this before, and we're going to go a little deeper, and we're going to just shape a couple of things. 
Um, these are the four faces that every man should have in his home. If you're looking for a husband and you want to pray for a husband, you should be having these four columns. One showing a man, the eagle, a lion, and an ox. Because they represent different things. And if I, as we go through it next week and in the weeks to follow, I will show you that every single one of them, you'll find Jesus in his face in every one of them. And you will also find him represented in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll find those faces in there. Because there's a certain thing that must come from a man that when you understand that, and when a man really knows who he is, and begins to develop that in the right way, he becomes God's man that God can use for his glory. And that it is, it is, it is the man that every child is looking for. It's the father that every child is. It is the husband that every woman is looking for. Every woman is looking for that man. I mean, you know, it's only taken me about 60 years and we started to see a bit of the shape. But it takes a long time in the journey with God to produce the kind of man that actually is useful for society and his family and for God. And it's, it's I, I, I want to invite the young, the old, the, the women. This is a men's conference for the next four weeks. But you women are all invited because I want you to know the kind of fight every man is in. I want you to know the kind of battles he faces. I want you to know the things where he feels like he's not worthy or he's not matching up to the world standard. I want you to know about his personal things he's not going to tell you about. I want you to know about it. That men don't go to council sessions. Do you know that? They don't come for counseling. The women come and they just want to talk. But the men, they go into caves and they lock themselves up in caves. And they deal with their own crazy world. Because they were made unique by God. And the enemy attacks them on many levels. But I want you to see this, that every single man should have the face of a man. Every one of them represents something. The power of understanding those faces are important. Because if I just have to give you a quick summary before we go into the, into the depth of it. When you're dealing with the eagle, it's the spiritual revelation a man gets. You were made for the spirit. You were made to have a relationship with God. You were made to get vision from God. You were made to soar above the storms of this world. It's spiritual input. You were supposed to hear the voice of God. Not like Adam who hid from, from God and from the voice of God. I heard your voice and I hid myself. No, you were, you were made for communion. The, 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 the eagle inside of you is the spiritual revelation. It's the prophetic destiny for you and your family. It's normal for you to know that and to hear God's voice. It's normal for you to have a vision and to have a frame that your family needs to function out of. It's normal. It is right. Don't believe it's just me. It's normal for you to hear from God. Eve never heard from God. 
Every instruction of what to do in the earth was given to the man. Not to the woman. I want, it's my job to hear from God. It's my job. I wake up in the morning. I need to hear God. You want to hear, see me frustrated? It's not about things that I don't have or food. None of that. It's if I, when I can't hear His voice, I get frustrated because I was made for it. A man was made for it. I want you to put it in your spirit today. Don't you believe the lie? It's special people. My sheep hear my voice. You were supposed to hear his voice. What is, what is the eagle for? The eagle, the eagle, eagle, gets, eagle gets to see further than any other. You were supposed to have vision. Dreams and visions. The Holy Spirit coming upon you. That's the eagle inside of you. That was supposed to go and soar. That was supposed to see here's trouble coming. I now need to go and get up and soar. I need to get up and above the clouds. I need to go and see what God has wants me to know. I need to get a, I need to walk with discernment. I can't tell you about this holiday. It was like, you know, after what had happened in Cape Town and, and came back and I knew I needed a break and I called up what I did in the last two years. We went to the wilderness and there's, you know, beautiful family, beautiful place over there. Walking on the beach. I enjoyed that. And I, we booked for it. And in that week as I booked for it, the Holy Spirit said to me, you're not going to have a local holiday this year. So I turned to pastors here. I said, the Lord said, no local, cancel wilderness. Called up this woman. She says, I'm so sad you're not going to be here. And pastors, he goes and she says, let me just go and have a look at our, our visas. And she, looks at, she picks up one passport and says, oh, it's, it's expired. Then the Holy Spirit said, go and look again. The second one that we had, she, she, she looked at the wrong one. Our visas expire next month, July. Everybody's struggling with appointments to get out of the country. And you can't get appointments. But because the Holy Spirit said to me, and I could walk with this vision and saying, I don't sense local. I sense, I don't know how. There's, you know, they want vaccinations. They want, I don't know how it's going to work out. But I am telling you that this is not the place for us to be. I'm supposed to hear from God around those things. And every man in this house is going to give a good amen. Oh, a hallelujah. Oh, a hoo-ha at least. It's my job to hear from the Lord for my family. I can tell you the days that the Holy Spirit told me that now's not the time to even touch that house. For years we never had a kitchen, proper kitchen. My wife never had it. House wasn't painted. It was like hard. we were just busy with the church until Roy walks in. And he says, but this needs to be sorted out. But God sent him in the right time. And over the last couple of years, like we've had him come in and just work with us. And the, when the Lord told me, he says, now's the time to fix your house. It's your job to hear God. It's not your, you know, sometimes the Lord would say, now's the time to buy the car. Now's not the time to buy the car. It's just spiritual discernment. The Holy Spirit told us about the car. He, he showed me the trouble that's coming. And he showed me why we would need to have a huge campus. To plant. I mean, I really found out why we need to plant. Because thy men say you're buyer on the other side. We're going to send out chilies and we're going to send out products from South Africa. And everybody said, Amen. It's not your wife's job to hear from God. 
She's supposed to confirm it. We're in a pool. I'm frustrated. What am I going to do with my future? God doesn't want me to go back to work and I don't know which way to go. And somebody gives us a holiday, we end up in the wild go sun. Don't get mad at me, okay? Don't, don't fight me and my holidays and where I have holidays. Just come join the party. Tell your neighbor, don't hate. Participate. Because there's holidays for everybody and there's accommodation and there's still flights going out tonight for somebody who needs to go. Amen. Don't let the enemy get you on the wrong side of the king. You can't reject the thing that you want. If you're in the same queue, then celebrate it. Because I see you next. In the pool, the Lord says to me, you're going to be starting a church. I burst out laughing because me? I turned to my wife, she said, what's going on? I said, no, the Holy Spirit just said to me that we're starting a church. She doesn't laugh. She says, the Lord spoke to me this morning in my prayer time. Because you don't have your proper prayer time. And told me we're starting a church. But I can't tell you until he speaks to you. Because when trouble hits the church, you're going to blame me and not go to God. You're going to think I pushed the agenda. Woman, are you hearing me? This is a men's conference. Don't you push and push your husband and run ahead of your husband. Let him hear and pray that he hears from God this morning. And everybody said amen in this church. I'm tired of women having to lead the thing. And every woman is tired of her, of, of her having to lead the thing. I had a couple of years ago, a guy come and sit and say, this woman says, I'm so tired of leading this marriage. I speak to him, I said, what are you going to do? He says, I, I wanted to lead. It was not designed that way. My time's almost up. You took all the time. <laughs> the eagle. It's your job to hear from God, man. I'm going to pray for every man that you get the vision and the dream. It's your blood-bought right to hear the voice of God. Please lift your hands, all men in this place. Just lift your hands and just begin to close your eyes. I'm praying right now that God will do a brand new work inside of you, that you can hear His voice, that you can lead your family and take them. Because it's in you. It's in you to lead your family. It's in you. It's in you. It's one of the faces. It's the eagle. It's this man that needs to soar with God. That needs his quiet time with God. That needs his time alone with God. Oh, my daughter, I got a beautiful, from my family, a a lazy boy chair. No, it's not for lazy boys. It's for praying fathers. Because as it came in, I dedicated the chair. I said, Dad, between me and you, when I sit here, you give revelation. 
I hear you. I pray for the church. Uh, this is my new praying place. I'm going to soar like an eagle right here with you. And everybody said amen. It's your blood bought right. Young boy, you listen to me. You must get vision. It's the eagle. We're breezing through. There's a face of a man. The man's got to do with your humanity. This man, if we can just hop quickly onto the ox. The ox is your workhorse. He's your money man. He's the one that plows rough places. In the dirt, comes back from work. Don't like the grease on his hands. Grease is everywhere. But you like the money that came with it. He's the ox. It's the ox part of him that's diligent, that's faithful, that works his stuff. And this ox plows through places you could not do if he wasn't there. And every woman in this place, clap your hands and appreciate a man that gets up in the morning and goes to work. I'm, I'm going to wait until you clap properly for your father, for the husband, for the man. I'm going to wait until you shout and thank the Lord because God gave man work before he gave him a woman. It's my work. Don't you let him come home to your chicken wings. There's a real reason why the men go and hang out with the buddies first. Because the buddies at the shops celebrate him more than you celebrate what he does at home. I am. This is a men's conference. If you don't like it, you can leave. But you're going to hear the truth about the things we struggle with. Because that, that man was given work before a woman entered this earth. And if you disrespect his work, there's two things about a man that's an extension of who he is. You insult his work and you insult his sex. It's personal. No, same like you. Your kitchen must be fixed because your house is an extension of you. You get mad at me when I say, I'll do it next week. No, but you said that now last year already. No, 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 no. It's an extension of who you are and you're proud of it. A man's work is an extension of who he is. You insult his work, you insult him. It's the ox in me that if you don't celebrate my work, I go to places where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And all the men said, this is a men's conference and this is called Play the Man. I'm going to teach you that you don't go and violate these rules for the sake of your destiny and for the sake of the peace in your home. Because work is so important to the man. It's the ox inside of him. And he doesn't look good when he comes back from work, but that's his work. 
Did you notice when I get off here, the first person to kiss me and say, well done, even when I preached nonsense. Oh, well done, my husband. I spent hours preparing for this thing. And if it never came out right, and you don't like it, this is an extension of who I am. This leads me to the third one, the man. Let's deal with the man. The man gets tired. He gets weary. The man gets tempted. Even Jesus needed to sleep. The man He gets to weep with those who weep. Some men, we only know you and your work. We don't know the man in you. Your family don't know the man in you. You don't know about Paris and 11 o'clock at night because they want to see the light go on at 11 o'clock in Paris. And she's got a scarf and I'm having to put the scarf over me and make the moment because it's a man, human moment to celebrate with my wife. No, no, we all like the eagle that flies here when the anointing comes in. But there is a place of a man when the anointing is lifted and this man just needs to be a man. Happy Father's Day. You can't put so much pressure on that ox all the time and not feed, take care of, heal, rub some toes. You? There was pushback on that one. Wow. And all the men said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a man inside of that ox. Even though I preach the way I preach, i got to come down. There's a time when this man has got to deal with, here is an ivy, here's some drips, here's, here's some love that you need, Dad. Here's, here, there's a man that needs to rest. There's a man inside of you. You need to go back to your father. And please, man, 365 days in the year, you give him, you give him, you give him an hour's lunch from Nando's. Nearman. Take care of your father. Take care of that man. He's precious to God. And of course, you've got the lion. The lion's got to do with the fact that every father needs to be able to can roar. What's the roar got to do? It's got to do with your environment. You come and touch my family. You touch my family. I'll show you. You've not seen me fight. You try and mess with my home. I love you. But you ain't seen me fight yet. Because the, the raw inside of me 
says, you don't touch my stuff. Every man in this place at least give a bit of a hua raw or something. There's a little girl that will say, Dad, you need to just stand up. I just saw an, an, some, some, some news article about this mom having to help this little boy. She's showing the pictures of him being bullied at school. And he's laying there, ribs are broken. A little boy, man. Won't you get angry? The Bible says about God, God is angry at the, at the wicked every day. Don't you tell me God's got no, that God loves everybody and that, you know, He doesn't get angry. You as a mother and a father, you'd get really mad somebody comes in and touches your children. No, don't, don't you give me that half amen. You need to be able to can give a, and understand that everybody will stand up for their family and there must be inside of every man a roar against the enemy and against the work of wickedness. No, I didn't say roar against your wife. This is a men's conference and this is play the man. This is what every single man needs. Inside of him, you need to let him roar. Oh, don't shout the children like that. Shout the children like that. Why must she be the one shouting all the time? Uh, are you Father Christmas? Once a year with some toys and that's all the children come and see you for. Rubbish, man. The discipline in this house, this is my house. This is the way it's done here. This is the way we pray here. We're not going to pretend like the food's on the table and nobody prays. And let's, uh, 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 no, no, our Father who art in heaven, uh, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for the food in this place. I have rules in my home. This is the way it's done. I'm going to roar when I need to roar. And I'm going to put my foot down as I need to because I am. Everybody shout, play the man. Let your husband be, let, let, let him be the father, man. Let the man be the man. Stop taking his raw away. Stop letting, like, so, so honey, what do you say? Ah, whatever you want, baby. This is a men's conference. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. No man was supposed to be, no woman was supposed to be running the house with every decision. No. I like your colors. Is that why you want your kitchen? That's needed. That there and decisions must be made. No, no, no. We're not selling the house now. No, no. We're not buying a new house for you now. We're going to walk through what we need. We're going to, I'm here to manage because part of the man in me must manage what God put in my hands. Welcome to the men's conference. <laughs> Stop treating him and making him, belittling him in front of other men, other women. Say what you need to say in your bedroom. Because you see, the lion inside of him is the king. And in every man there is a fool and there's a king. The one that wears the Man United tops is the fool. The one that is the king needs to have dominion. 
So I want to get into my sermon to begin to preach, but my time is up. Fathers are a rare breed. Listen to me, honey. I'm saying it again. Inside every man is a fool and a king. And depending upon who you called out, lives in your house. I couldn't believe it. I got off the plane. My daughter walked alongside me. And she said, you're an amazing dad. I'm like, I got a kiss from you. Inside of me, the ability to rule over my circumstances, to walk with dominion, to get up and to have strength in my bones, and physically walking through where I need to walk through it. Be healed in my body and be able to can pray to my father and to have vision for the church and to be a man to my daughter so she can look at it and say, that's what the real man looks like. That's what the real man looks like. Honey, if the only thing you're looking for is a man with a six-pack, what about the other three in him? Where's the eagle, the ox, and the lion? Now you're mad because it went from a borskars to a hankas, and now he looks like. Ah, it's Father's Day, and I'm back. I'm okay. Okay, okay, it's fine. I'm trying to help you understand that there's something more inside of every man. I'm going to give you a scripture and I'm going to end. Give me Isaiah, please. The scripture is Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1. We're going to build from here for the next couple of weeks. But I want you to pay careful attention. Listen to your apostle. I come from a background and a mess. I come from a place where one week there'll be rakams. You understand what that is? It's Muslim prayers on the walls. And the next week my family's fighting and that's off. And the Christians walked in and they got praying hands on there. And we don't know even who we are. And we're trying to put our family together. We come from a mess, man. Listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Don't you ever believe the lie that there is one family that is perfect. One family that is perfect. One father that is, there isn't. If you knew me 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't even want to be around me. Of course, unless you were drinking with me, which was... <laughs> but there is not one family that is perfect. 
The family that failed was Adam and Eve. And from there, every other family is dysfunctional. I did not say you don't honor your father and your mother. The Bible says you must. It didn't say depending upon. Honor your mother and your father. This is Father's Day. Go and honor them. But listen to what I'm saying to you. We're going to build from the ground up and we'll show you something that God did with me personally and my family. And what he's going to do for you. And why you have a spiritual father. And how God could take Abraham, who never had any of his own children, but could raise 318 orphans and teach them how to conquer the nations. You next. I said you next. I said you next. Have a look at this. Look to Abraham your father now. You need to understand this. And to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone. And what did I do? I blessed him. And I increased him. And what was the result? The Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all the waste places. He will make a wilderness like Eden. Her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in your house. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Listen to what it says in verse 3. You can start from a place of where, where we started as a family. Me as a man. Broke, poverty, addiction, gambling. Didn't know God. And went on a journey with God. I've been down this road with the Lord now for 27 years. And... There's many things I wanted to back off from, but I didn't want to ever be away from God. There was days I said, the church is not going to work. But I never wanted to let go of my relationship with God. And here's what God is saying to you. Listen to this. Hmm. Holy Ghost. Oh, you, you. Huh. Notes for months. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. You, you can't start your family, dad, young boy, girl. You can't look to yourself. Because when you look to yourself, you find your faults. And you'll find out somewhere... One of those four faces are missing somewhere. Let me tell you what we're finding with young girls. If they never found a certain face, let's say it was the, the, the spiritual side. Or let's say even the physical side, the man. Or wh whatever. Whatever she found lacking in her own father and her home, she goes looking in another man. And she will ignore the other faces so she can satisfy this one thing. What you're looking for, number one for us, for the men, is to raise up the men in this place that they have all four faces done in a godly way. So that every girl, when she looks at a man, she'll say, I see the faces of God in you. Or at least you're working on it. Are you with me? Because what is he saying? He's saying, listen to me, you follow after righteousness. You seek the Lord. Look, look. Not to your father, not to your grandfather, not to your great-grandfather. You're going to have to go all the way to Adam. Then you're going to find where the failure was in the family there.
He says you need to look to the rock because the broken family, the family, the man that couldn't, that couldn't stand before God, that couldn't carry the vision anymore, that had to hide from the presence of God, that man and that family was broken. What they produced from there was a broken family. So this prophet Isaiah, he says, he starts to speak about Abraham, but he's standing between there and years later, he doesn't know about this rock we're talking about, but he says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn. Here's what I discovered about this word, hewn. It's to cut a large piece out of rock, stone, or another hard material in a rough way. It means to cut and to make smooth or even. It's shaped by cutting or by a chisel. That means the first family broken. God's got no family. God calls one man, Abraham, your father. And he brings in Sarah, your mother. And he says, now look to the rock. Look what, look what I did with him. Abraham was a moon worshiper. And God says, I cut him out of this. I, I pulled him out of the rock. And I chiseled him the way I should chisel him as the man. I played the man. And I drew, I drew out from the rock who this man really is. And then I gave him a wife. And I taught him the spiritual truths. I showed him stars. I gave him the things for the eagle. I showed him the ox of how to plow through tough seasons. That even when you are 100, you can get the baby. I showed you the man that even denied his wife and said, she's so pretty, she knows she's not my wife. The man who deals with temptation, he shows you in every one of them. The four faces of the man. He says, look to this, look to this rock. I need to end. Holy Ghost, help me with this. There are two examples for you. The Bible says when you get born again, you become the seed of Abraham. So the blessing that was in Abraham and the reason why God shows you that and keeps record of it through the Jewish people and show you how rich they are and how generations work, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and how God transfers wealth and transfers the blessing from one generation to the next. He's trying to show you the example in the Old Testament. It wasn't written to you, but it, was written for, it wasn't written for you. It was written... For you, not to you. It's the Jewish people. But he pulled Abraham out of the rock. And then he dies. Sends his son Jesus, who is the rock. And instead of you getting Father Abraham, you get the rock. Not just what came out of the rock. His name is Jesus. And he leads you to your father. And you have a father in heaven. And everything that is in the father belongs to you and what God did for Abraham the blessing is on you look with your family listen to me we all come from a pit you want to know the pit we were dug from we come from divorce we come from a mess we come from alcohol we come from addiction daddy wasn't home daddy was not there the home was in a mess but God said I can pull you out of the pit 
there's divorce in the family but I'm pulling you out of the picture there's brokenness in this home but I pulled you from the picture look to the look to the rock from which you were hewn he's speaking to the Jewish people you didn't get the rock that was that came you didn't get the image that came out of the rock you got the rock because you know more you know Jesus and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug man we come from poverty we were in a pit we were in I don't know what pit you come from religion that you were involved in here's my suggestion to you if you're in a hole stop digging If you're in financial trouble, stop digging. Your nation's in so much trouble. You still go and borrow seven billion dollars. Dude, I told you a couple of months ago your, your, your president's in trouble. It's coming out. I warned you at the pulpit. The Holy Spirit told me, your president, pray for him because he's in trouble. Look what's happening. I'm telling you today as a nation, listen to you. Your apostle. I am on a mission. I've come back with a mission. I am telling you now, they want to lock away the next generation already. Through poverty and bondage. It'll take this nation over a hundred years to get out of the mess they're in right now. If God doesn't intervene. If the church doesn't do something. And you are in the kingdom of God. Listen to me. The Bible said to Genesis chapter 12. Come out, just quickly, quickly. I, I need to end. <sighs> the Lord said to, to Abraham, get out, get out from what? Your country? Can you get out of this country, please? I did not say leave South Africa. I said leave from the system that's controlling you. From your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. He was a moon worshiper. You got to get out of the land that you keep sowing into. I am not talking about you leaving your job. I am talking about you putting the priority in a thing. Where anytime God pulls you out of something, it's to take you into something better. You are now coming into kingdom soil and I'm going to teach you how to get yours in that land. And how to become fruitful in the kingdom of God. Even though you're in South Africa. Even though you're in Rome. Even though you're in Sorrento. Even though you're in France. Wherever you go. You're going to walk with the blessing of the Lord upon you. Because you come from a different family. You are born from above. Everybody shout an amen in this church. Begin to believe what I'm telling you. Begin to believe. We're taking our children out of this mess we're taking our children out of the system we're getting into a new system the call the kingdom of God that's what God gave them he gave Abraham a different system to function out of the kingdom is a country it's another land with its own set of rules and you don't bow because you must have a vaccination you're bowing to nobody you're following after God and I'm telling you all the provisions all the blessing all that you're looking for 
if we can get the man to play the man if we can play the man and he gets the vision from God he'll not just take his family out he will take a whole community out he will take the children with them he will raise up a new generation they will walk in the blessing of the Lord they will experience the goodness of God someone's gonna hear this kingdom man I've tasted I've been to the promised land I've stepped out of bondage I walked away from companies I walked away from places where they told me I can never tread you're never gonna make it oh yes you must sell your house and then you can have a holiday of a lifetime and then you die the devil is a liar the earth is the Lord's you're gonna party everywhere you're gonna build a business over there you're gonna step into nations you're gonna begin experience I can fly out tonight again because we're gonna do business on the other side I need some kingdom people that understand we're not bound by the world system we are not gonna be held back anymore break that spirit of fear stand up and shout back and begin a fight for your family and begin to know I come from a pit of poverty no more no more poverty no more no more addiction no more no more brokenness no more no more no more look how God pulled you out of a pit listen to me you were born again believer man when God started you he put you on a foundation of wealth you're building from the ground up when you were not saved all you had was a spade oh get another loan oh no 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 these guys are charging so much interest oh get another loan stop digging man your marriage, your home, your family, your children. Stop digging. Because your foundation is Christ. That's the rock you come from. You have a father in heaven. And as you put his kingdom first, all these things must be added unto you. When you get into the kingdom of God, you're going to go and start a business in Chicago. They're going to treat you well. You're going to go wherever you go. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. I feel the anointing just kicked in this house like there's a breakthrough. Someone's getting out of bondage. Someone's saying, I am getting out of here and I'm not coming back. So long. Bye-bye. I'm not coming back to brokenness anymore. Bye-bye to the hurt brother to poverty come on let everybody in the south shout and amen to the Lord I need to start preaching I don't know why you're standing I'm kidding give me the worship team up here Just go home and honor your father, man. Not even for him, for you. Honor your mother and your father that your days will be lengthened. 
that man you are only here because he sponsored some seed we all come from a pit we come from a mess the Jewish people have been given the example and they fought when Jesus said before Abraham was I was and they mocked him before your father came I was I was the rock that brought Abraham out and they mocked him he says well you don't believe me because I came to my own and my own received me not but as many as received me to them I gave the right to become children of God you don't believe me I'll make you jealous I'll turn to the Gentiles and I'll tell you I won't give you Abraham that comes out of the rock I'll give you the rock you can be Christ, the solid rock I stand. Everything else is sinking sand. Are you not listening to the Lord? You keep investing in a world system that's going nowhere. I've come to stand as your example and let you know nobody is asking for masks, social distancing, none of it overseas. Until I came to South Africa, landed here and the queues were still till there, looking at, show us your, your tests. I pull out my phone, say, see there, note scribbled. No, I'm kidding, I didn't do that. We were, we were honest. This woman can't even see what's written on your man. Oh, oh, okay, go. Okay, good. I'm like the only nation. Who's controlling you? What rules? Who's paying you? The rest of the world is free. Please hear me, everybody online. Listen to this apostle. After 59 years, I've got something to say being married doing things the wrong way digging digging deeper into trouble deeper into trouble until one day I said yes to Jesus look what he's done with my life look what he's done with my marriage there's peace in my home we don't take photos for Instagram to make the world look like, oh, they look happy. We are happy. I want to teach every man what I know. I want you to get the understanding that this is the first week we're going to get into it. I'm getting online on Wednesday. I want us to get into this thing and have this men's conference until 
the men get up and say, I'll show you my face. I'll show you all four. And when you see that man, marry him, honey. Put a ring on it, honey. He might be broke, but it's just a matter of time he's going to walk in dominion. It's just a matter of time he's going to experience the glory of God. It's just a matter of time he's going to understand the word of God. It's just a matter of time he'll take you where you need to be. It's just a matter of time you'll be able to roar over your family. It's just a matter of time because we're going to play the man this year. Come on, let every man lift up his hands. Woman, begin to lift your hands and begin to pray for every man in this place. Father, we pray and ask in Jesus' name. We pray and ask in Jesus' name. That every man under the sound of my voice will experience the glory of God. Their gift will make room for them. They'll walk in strength in their bodies. They'll take care. The first thing that God gave you, every man, listen to me, was not a job and not even a wife. The first thing God gave you was your body. You're supposed to be a good steward of it. The man was supposed to exercise. Quentin, the man, supposed to rest. The man must go on holiday. You can't be fighting battles every day. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are a good steward of it. Play the man. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your grace. Touch, heal, and deliver your sons. Father, I pray that you take these weeks and that you build every man up to hear your voice, to get the dream, the vision, to get the desire to get up from where they are and to move forward, to break from every addiction, to discipline their bodies, and to make you Lord of their lives. Jesus, thank you for being the sample son. Thank you for showing us the Father. Thank you for all that you've given to us. We are so grateful for all that you've done. I pray a blessing upon every man under the sound of my voice. There is body, his vision, his money, his gift. Doors to open for him. That he knows which way to go and what to do. May the favor of the Lord rest upon every man under the sound of my voice. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And for anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ, you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I pray a blessing upon you this morning. That you would make a decision. That Christ be the center of your life. The shortest route from where you are to where you want to be is in the center of God's will. And the kingdom of God is the way you travel. I bless you today. Father, for anybody that doesn't know you, I pray today that they'd make a decision for you. For those that don't know Jesus Christ, pray this after me. In fact, the whole church, just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe in my heart you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Thank you for shedding your blood. Thank you for giving your life that I can have life. Today I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. Come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. From today, I stand on a solid foundation. 
I stand on Christ. Thank you for saving me. Amen and amen. Everybody said amen and amen. Our time's up. Let's receive an offering. Quickly, I want you to have a look at this. Happy Father's Day, dads. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1 to 6, quickly. Have a look at this. We, we, we're going to build up the men in this place by the grace of God. Everybody say amen. We're going to give the men their rightful place. Give them their raw back. Give, show them their value. More than on a Sunday lunch. And please, we're tired of that socks. No, I'm fighting for all the men here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's you and I in an amen here at least, my brother. This is a men's conference. Yeah, exactly. You know, at some point, we've got to have some... I mean, you can't keep on giving us that, you know, half toast with cold eggs. And at some point, that must be like, oh, Vachno, can we get this thing right in this house? Amen. Who taught you to cook? Your mother. No, go and fix my breakfast the way it should be. Amen. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerah. Please watch this. Then the Lord appeared to him and says, don't go down to Egypt. Don't go spend your money and your seed and go and waste it in Egypt. It's a system. Don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land. The kingdom is a land. It's a fruitful land. When he told Abraham to come out, it was to come out of a world system. Please listen to your apostle. And learn to speak a bit of French. Come see, come sa, or something. <laughs> All you know is them. Hi, Baba. What about the other three faces? You just know love. It's love. It's love. What about the raw man in Jesus' name? You guys are making me preach this after 11 already. I need to go. Come. Dwell in this land. Where are you sowing your seed? Where are you serving? Nossi told you today. Where are you serving? Where are you giving your time and your attention? Is the kingdom and its building and this thing that Noah's up, is your attention here? It's the only thing that's going to save this generation. The government's got no plan to save your children. No plan. No plan. You must wake up. You don't have to earn in rands all the time. And once a month, hi, boy. That people in Rome, they eat chilies every day. Dwell in the sand, I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I'll give these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Please stop treating the world like it's your friend. Listen to this man of God. There's nothing that the world wants to give you that wants to bless you. From your health, to your job, to your family, to your home. There is nothing that this world has got for you that wants to bless you. 
listen to me today. Some of you are getting punished by getting a salary. You should thank the Lord you got fired, some of you. So you can start earning somewhere else. There's money everywhere, man. The earth is the Lord's. I say there's money everywhere. There's money. There's money everywhere. There's money everywhere. There's money everywhere. Everywhere. Quickly, verse, verse, verse 4. Uh, give me verse 14, verse 12, then we can end. Then Isaac sowed in that land. Please everybody say that land. Stop sowing your seed in the world system. In that land and reaped in the same year. So I'm going to put in there. And reaped in 2022. And reaped in 2022 a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. I prophesy over your seed this morning in the name of Jesus that whatever you start sowing, 2022, there's a lot of time for God to give you your hundredfold. But this is the year of recompense. As you sow your seed, God gave us a word. I have started the recompense program. The next six months, you will find a return. Someone's going to get overseas. You're going to find your money there. You can find money anywhere. Just anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. But God will make sure because you sow in the kingdom of God, you will reap in the season. Father, bless your people in their giving. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. stand receive the blessing of the Lord the Lord bless and keep you cause his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace from today we announce in the heavenlies an uncommon favor upon your life to open up doors that no man can shut that you will experience exponential breakthroughs people are coming from everywhere to bless you. I call you into your hundredfold return in all that you do think and say. But you are in a season of tremendous, tremendous breakthrough. Enlarged borders, a new season for your life is here. You are not waiting for 2023. Your new season has come. I bless you today from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Some of you need to start making appointments to, for your visas 
and for your passports some of you need to start making appointments and saying God uh, my holiday is overseas this year somebody needs to start preparing how to ride a scooter because that's what they do in Rome someone needs to go inside we're gonna find out how to ski we're gonna take our families over there can somebody break from the fear and say our days of living local are over we are stepping into a new season in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody shouted a good amen and amen God bless you let's go amen and amen